Hello everyone, welcome back to Downright Sports on this all new episode here on February 21st, the last Tuesday of February. On today's show, we're going to honor those who came before us in a very special Black History Month theme show, or at least for the first segment. So buckle up, look at your watch, look at the calendar, because it's showtime. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, painted red, bubbling with blood, young boys, smoke, and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. At the count of three, I want y'all to tell me the name of my DJ. One, two, three. Yo, I gotta hear that one more time, man. One, two, three. Yeah, boy, for all those that didn't understand, Terminator X. Give me 
man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Yeah! You are listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. Welcome to an all new Downright Sports. I am your host, the notorious sports critic Brent Reed, and we are back after some time off. And you need to know what does that mean? Hmm. Hmm. It means it is showtime. So, this is if you've never listened to Downright Sports before, this is a sports show for sports fans, spoken to by a sports fan, if you will. <laughs> so. Thank you all. We basically letting you all know right now there will be this episode and next week's episode will be the last Downray Sports until April because Downray Sports is going to full remodel. <laughs> okay, so we're going in a full remodel. More information to come next week, but there's going to be a full remodel uh, and need some time so we can do that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so. I, this episode, every time I start every show, I need lotion. Every time. I don't know what that's about. But, uh, we start every show, basically, I, 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 let's try this again. This episode I've been thinking about since last year. Um, I always wanted to do the, every time February comes around, I always kind of wanted to devote downright sports, um, and make it strictly black history month or have some kind of trivia historical facts and stuff like that and this year i just didn't the month kind of just got away from me i just didn't and um today i was kind of up in the air whether or not i was going to do a show today not for any other reasons it's just because i had to go and i may have to go some you know things come up and it's like do i really feel like doing another show and then I put my pen to the pad, and that's all it takes. <laughs> that's really all it takes is for me to get back into the thick of things and, um, you know, get the, the, the brain pumping and the juices flowing to make something happen. So this episode is going to be a little different. Um, it's going to, if you've been following the Downright Sports um, saga or the Downright Sports half for a while I used to do strictly just a YouTube show and it was always topic themed three segments shows no more than 20 minutes um and it was topic themed and this episode is the first segment at least is going to be a little something like that uh versus being the hot topics or the story of the day or whatever so I wanted to Basically, what I wrote down was Black History Month from the sports eyes. And because sports, I don't don't think a lot of people realize, especially non-sports fans or people who are not hardcore sports fans, don't realize that sports plays a huge factor in the day-to-day of the growth of the world, especially in America. Sports is a huge huge uh, f- uh, fabric. Sports is the, the 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 stitching, if you will. It's a stitch in our country. Um, whether people use it to get away from the monotony of the day, uh, whether people use it to forget bad things that have happened for two hours, or in the case of baseball, five, they use sports to forget about whatever's going on in their world. For And for that little bit of time, they root for a player. They root for a team. They root for a college. They root. And it gives them something. Because of sports, it's kind of helped open conversation when it comes to race or even um, women's rights. It opens the conversation because... Sports is every day. 
and it's in your face. You know, the aggressiveness, the testosterone is in your face. So when you have great players, if we go all the way back to the 40s, um, heck, if we go back before 1947, people would argue, well, how were black players not in baseball? Well, they weren't. <laughs> and then thanks to Branch Rickey, Jackie Robinson joins the Dodgers, and then the conversation changed. And the conversation started to become, well, they sure could play baseball. Jeez. I guess if they could play baseball, they're not at, you know, they can't be that bad of people. You know, they, 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 they have to be smart in some aspects. So now you go from one player to multiple, to multiple, to multiple, to the point where by 1968, every team in baseball had a black player. And in some cases, the majority of the team, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates of the late 70s, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's the 79 World Series, the We Are Family, Pittsburgh Pirates. They had, I want to say at one point, at least they had the entire field was covered by black players. First time ever in the history of the game. Last time probably too. But yeah, the whole team was of black players. And you look at, if you now go back to sports, well, they're great athletes, but, you know, they they can't articulate, articulate or they, they're, you know, they're not that smart, you know. So fast forward to uh, Doug Williams. Wins a Super Bowl. First black player to win a Super Bowl. Uh, quarterback. First black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Which was something that he held the record for <laughs> until Patrick Mahomes. And But when Doug did it, it started to create the conversation. Well, they could probably do more than just block and run. They can, you know, break down a playbook. They can break down an offense. They can break down a defense. They probably got some brains in their head. You go to basketball and you, well, they can jump. They can definitely jump. They, they jump out the gym. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Can they run a team? And then here comes Bill Russell. Not only coaches the team, he played on the team while coaching and wins a championship while doing it. Uh, Lenny Wilkins follows that. Obviously, the NBA has seen more black coaches than a lot of other sports. But the point of all of this is, was but through the sports eyes, black athletes like Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson, Jim Brown, Arthur Ashe, Muhammad Ali, um, the list goes on, were able to make dreams happen because of the struggles of Jackie Robinson, because of the struggles of Bill Russell. And you're like, what struggles did Bill Russell have? Bill Russell couldn't even walk around in the, his, the town he played in. You know, he... Went through a lot of stuff while living and playing in Boston. Like, he was a second-class citizen in the town that he was winning championships for. Um, but because of that, you know, because of what they went through, you now have, you know, black owners. Whether it's one or two, <laughs> you have black owners. You have a half-black man in The Rock owning a league. You know, with his wife, who is also a minority, being that she's a woman and she's Latin, you know, she owns a league. You know, we you see it more and more in sports where the sports world includes a lot more. You And then those who don't want to include find themselves on the outside versus the inside. Look, you know, they find themselves on that glass mirror going, huh, I probably should have thought differently, but I didn't. And then if you go beyond what happens on the field and what happens behind the scenes, you have somebody like Claire Smith, who was the first black beat writer in baseball, um, who's also a baseball Hall of Famer. She won the Ford Frick, uh, not the Ford Frick Award, but she did. I, don't get me, as my grandmother said, don't get me to lying. <laughs> um, but here was this woman, a black woman who had to. Um, who loved the game of baseball and became a writer and covered the game for a lot of years and, you know, was 
you know, she even said, like, had some things, you know, it was uncomfortable because she had to go into a locker room and a lot of women weren't allowed to go into locker rooms and then she was allowed and she got a lot of help from players along the way, especially black players. And they helped her get in. They helped her uh, move. Claire worked for um, the New York Times, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, you know, she um, made her bones and wrote about the game. And, you know, she, quite frankly, is not is not represented enough, in my opinion. I think Miss Miss Smith should be talked about in the same vein of um, Bob Costas or Howard Cosell, you know, other great journalists. I know those were TV journalists, but here's a here's an individual that wrote about a beautiful game and, you know, um, had to, you know, deal with trying to um, not only be a woman going into a man's locker room, but also being a black woman <laughs> going into a locker room. And, you know, you got to kind of look at her like, wow. And what I learned about her is funny because thanks to YouTube TV, I can't see the MLB channel anymore. But when I first, you know, I was watching MLB Network and I was like, wow, who is this? And people like that always inspire me because I wanted to be a beat writer. Like my life goal was once I learned about it, I wanted to be a beat writer for a sports team. I just wanted to travel with the team, write about the team. And that was it. That's what I wanted to do. And, uh, I never wanted to actually do radio because I was like, my voice sucks. Don't want to do radio, but I wanted to write and I, you know, and secretly because I played, I wanted to write about the sport I love. We look at, you know, our black stars. We look at our black sports stars in particular, and so many of them have tough, Responsibilities. They're asked to do things that white athletes aren't asked to do. Heck, not even Latin athletes are asked to do. Asian athletes. Like, when Ichiro came to baseball, like, the people of Japan didn't go, Ichiro, now it's your job to represent all of Japan. Ichiro, through his play, represented all of Japan. He represented... Uh, great Japanese players, you know, but when because of our history and our and America is so much about history, anytime a black dot fill in the blank, black fill it first, black fill in the blank, the conversation is well, it now you know he has to represent. I can tell you as a black person that you are kind of taught or you're kind of given this when you grow up, like, hey, it's kind of your job. You know, it's your your job to not make us look bad. You you don't nobody tells you, but you feel it when you um, get a job. You know, you don't want to be that black guy or, you know, you, you get promoted. You don't want to be that guy. You know, you certain things you kind of got to you got to. Balance. Not everybody abides to it, which is fine. Sometimes being yourself, like, you know, the way Jackie Robinson was, no way in hell Charles Barkley could have did that, you know, at that time. But because Jackie Robinson was stoic, Charles Barkley could be a, he could be a tool at times. He can say what he wants. But the question is, is it like, for example, is it some, is it someone like Tiger Woods' job? To wave the black flag. It's not. It's not. Like, if you think, like, it's his job to play golf. But it's not, like, every time something happens, it's not his job to go up to the podium and be like, as the, hold on, let me do my tiger. As the rep, I can't do tiger. But as the representative of black people, um, dot, 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 dot. Like, it's not his job. We appreciate those that who, who have done it and choose to do it. Like, when Russell and Kareem and James, Jim Brown and Ali all got together and they had that um, iconic form with all these great athletes, you know, that was their choice. It's also others' choices to kind of hang in the weeds. I know a lot of people gave Jordan issues for saying, hey, Republicans buy sneakers too. Facts. <laughs> they do. Again, Jordan's like everybody doesn't have the stomach 
to want to go into battle. Everybody doesn't have the stomach to always want to um, make a long story short, pull a Kyle and Kaepernick. You know, think about that. Like, this guy thoughtfully chose to, I mean, he he, he chose to, hey, I'm going to take a need to, you know, for something I believe in, which was, you know, injustice of those being killed by police brutality. His right, and it was others' rights not to join him. For good or bad, it was their right not to join him. Because the question I actually wrote down to myself initially was, did the NFL, did NFL players fail him because they didn't join him? But it's it's so hard. So a few years ago, when the whole George Floyd thing happened, it was a protest in Lynchburg, and I was asked to go to the protest, and I said no. I didn't I didn't see the point because my rationale and my reason for it is that the same people that's protesting today won't tomorrow, and I felt like. This was just an opportunity for people to go out there to be seen and and didn't even realize why they were out there. So I think it's, you know, being the black activist is so hard, especially for a sports athlete. It's tough because, you know, they their first obligation was to play a sport. Their second, but realistically, society's telling them their first obligation is to be black. Um, Idris Elba said something the other day I thought was pretty cool. The actor Idris Elba, who said, stop calling me a black actor. Just call me an actor. And I think that's where we have to get to. And we're kind of getting there in sports. If you look at the dunk contest, I can't tell you what the guy's name is because I didn't even watch it. But it was a white guy that won the dunk contest. And the internet and the world, it's like a white man won the dunk contest. What will happen next? Nothing. Is a, a basketball player win the dunk contest? Because that's what the heck is designed to do. There were probably, honestly, there are probably others that could have. They just didn't think they should. You get what I mean? And I think that's where the next transition for, in my opinion, of the quote-unquote black athlete needs to be is not the... I'm the black athlete. It needs to be, I'm an athlete. I'm a human. The bring everybody together. That's something I think we've gotten away from. Cause that initially was the, I was the, the original message for Jackie. He was the, he was him coming into baseball was, Oh, we all could play baseball. That was the original concept that was the original idea if you watch the Willie Mays documentary Willie Mays got a lot of flack because they thought he wasn't active enough when in all honesty he was he just wasn't flashy with it and that's something to be said you can still be an activist you just don't always have to stand on the podium sometimes some things being done can be done behind the scenes you know if you always have to be seen doing it are you doing it for the right reasons that's the million dollar question which brings me to as I Tie this up with a bow. Bows don't pop, by the way. Um, who should you follow? If you should follow anybody, for that matter. Um, the first person that comes to mind is Kyrie Irving, which I think a lot of young people look at as this guy with all the answers. Me, personally, I know I'm not, on the, I, I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan. I tend to think he sides on the side of an ignorant person. It says a lot of dumb stuff, but I think that's because he's just not educated. He's, in his words, he's self-educated, which is a dangerous thing when you seek out. The difference in being self-educated versus being educated by others is self-education. You're only going to seek the answers you want to find versus when you go somewhere with an unbiased thought. And you open yourself up. You can now learn about it all. And then you can start kind of deciphering. And start to um, look deeper into it. But when you just flat out start looking for your own answers. Listen to what I said. You're looking for your own answers. And I think if Kyrie changed. Because a lot of great players. Especially black players. Said some dumb stuff in their day. Like Muhammad Ali was against. Believe it or not. Go find. I found it was against interracial couples. Which would mean Muhammad Ali was against what I got. 
doesn't take away he was a great fighter. Doesn't take away maybe he changed his stance or later in life because I think he did. But as a young man, an uneducated man, said something I thought was kind of dumb. Arthur Ashe, great tennis player. First black tennis player to win a, a, a Grand Slam. Said women shouldn't get paid the same as men. If I read that correctly, it's Arthur Ashe. This guy's got a, a statue in Richmond, Virginia. So it brings us down, like, so it's the, the notion of, like, uh, who do you follow? And, you know, because they're black, you stay behind them. Nah, sometimes, you know, you, you, you go, oh, that makes sense. But I can't go along with every crazy thing you said. And once we kind of get more into the, once we start getting away from everything has to have a stance behind it, we can start getting into the conversation of, oh, Everybody's just everybody. And a white guy can win a dunk contest and it's just another day in a boring NBA all-star weekend, you know? So, um, next year, may do Black History Month different. Probably won't. But <laughs> hopefully I find the time to do. Because I want to do a whole show like dedicated to Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, um, Jim Brown, you know, guys like that. You know, greats. You know, greats who, you know were quiet but stoic and stuff like that and had to deal with things that you know what I don't have to wait till Black History Month we're going to do that when we come back in April because it's going to be slow it's going to be baseball season I got nothing else to talk about that's what we're going to do hey this is Downright Sports everybody thank you for listening thank you for watching here on Facebook on both the Downright Sports Facebook channel and the Brent Reed personal channel which probably coming back in April I'm going to change that so I'm going to have a whole month of March promoting where you can watch the show um, listen to Downright Sports weekdays from 12 to 1 at WDJC DJ Chase Radio. New episodes air every Wednesday. Listen on Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Dynasty Radio. On Saturdays at 6 p.m. on Trap Radar Radio. And Sundays at 10 p.m. on Sheet Real Radio. Download the podcast anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Follow Downray Sports on social media. Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to talk about that NBA All-Star Weekend and how bad it was. Because God, was it bad. We started to show off with some Terminator X by a public enemy. And then we're going to now take it to Mr. Please, Please, Please himself. The Godfather of Soul, James Brown. I don't think you realize down here in Birmingham what you mean to us up there in New York. And I don't think that white Americans understand what Birmingham means to all of us throughout this country. And we think about the little kids being tossed from one side of the street to the other by the tremendous force of this hose. And we think about uh, this picture just sickens me, this big brave policeman down there with his knee on the throat of this lady.
you know, I have socks on and this floor is tile. And I literally just slipped running to turn the cameras on and fell down. I don't know the last time I've fallen, but Lord have mercy. I wish the cameras were to catch that. I just went straight down trying to run back and forth. Oh, man, I'm in pain. Anyway, uh, welcome back to segment two of Downright Sports. Um, so, this past weekend, the NBA All-Star Game happened, which means it's the halfway mark of the NBA season. And I didn't watch the All-Star Weekend. Not I may have watched two minutes. When I turned on the Skills Challenge, and I didn't know the names of anybody, I was like, oh, this is... This is terrible. So, unless you are a diehard sports fan, you know, and I'm a diehard sports fan, but I have a job. So, I don't have time to be sitting around trying to learn the name of obscure players. You know what I'm saying? The purpose of the All-Star Game is to have, I don't know, All-Stars, not um, the third street, like the fact the guy who won the dunk contest, whose name I just refuse to learn, um, not because I dislike him, because, you know, he plays in the G League, and you're saying to yourself, self, why in the heck, in all, on All-Star Weekend, don't we have any All-Stars participating in the dunk contest? You get what I'm saying? Or, like, Go with me, if you will. The problem... This segment is about to get out there. The problem with the NBA, quite frankly, is the fact that we're supposed to love players that don't love us back. Like, what do NBA players actually give us back in return? Not named Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not named Jason Tatum. Because... I'm a, listen, when I grew up, Jordan played. When I grew up, all the greats played. They participated in these challenges. They took it like a bat. I remember Ray Allen being in the skills competition. I remember greats, uh, Gary Payton and these guys being in the skills competition. Today, you literally have a fourth string guy, like a third string guy in the skills competition. Like, why is Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother in the skills competition? Excuse me? What? And people can't figure out for the life of them. Like, you're not going to sit here and tell me. Like, don't tell me that the NBA All-Star Game was like must-see TV. Because it wasn't. Not even close. Because you didn't know anybody in it. Like, it's absurd. Alright? What I'm looking for is the skills competition. And let's see... Who were these people in? Because the, I actually like the skills competition, but it looked like a giant. It looked like a carnival. It's like you don't need to sex it up. It's a skill competition. Like the player in his skill is all the sexing up you need. NBA, his rule, his his an idea. Don't take anything away from the Pro Bowl. What they did with that travesty, because that too was a garbage fire and should be burned to the ground. You know why I love baseball? They're simple. You say what you want, game of baseball is simple. You get a home run derby, the game. That's it. <sniffs> Done. In and out. Ho- guys hit some home runs. <sighs> Crowd goes crazy. They go home. They don't waste their time with uh, who can throw the ball the fastest, knowing no pitcher is going to really do that. Uh, who steals bases? Like, they don't do any of this foolishness. Just home run, go home. Like, keep it simple. The NBA, like the, the 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 one sport where uh, the face stars drive the engine is the NBA, and here skills competition. Wouldn't it be great to see LeBron in the skill competition? Like, if I can blame anybody why the All Star Game sucks, why the All Star Weekend is trash, and why the NBA players feel like they can just pretty much get paid to do nothing, it's because of one man. And why is LeBron the greatest of all time? Because he is the greatest tricker of all time. He like he has tricked us all to believe through his greatness, it's better not to be seen than seen. 
if we could relate it to wrestling, LeBron James and others like him are the Brock Lesnar's of the world. They win a title and then they don't show up the rest of it except for big time events. Okay? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Which, let me get to the resting of the players in a second. NBA skills competition. I'm, I'm flexed. I can't even spell. I can't spell normally. But I can't, like, I'm trying to find the words. Here we go. You got. You can't sit and tell me that this is supposed to be the all-star skills competition and you don't have... Who was in this stupid competition? Can I... Can just give me who participated. Can I get the participants? Who... Th- thank you. Can I get the participants? All right. Uh, team Antelacupo, which was Drew Holiday. We know him. Um, Tobias Antelacupo. Who the heck is that? Alex Antelacupo. Who the heck is that? And then Team Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, who, uh, Walker, who, who, like, it's just a list of who's. Not one person on this list is on the All-Star team. Not one. Not a single soul. Not an individual. If you look, the dunk contest, not one All-Star. Not a single soul. The three-point competition is the only thing that has All-Stars. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because it's the easiest competition. Oh, boy, shooting the three's not that easy. It kind of is, though. Catch, shoot, catch, shoot. It's what they do every day in practice. <laughs> catch, shoot, catch, shoot. Take off the rack, catch, shoot. It's not even, it, it, the crazy parts, nobody's even passing them the ball. Just catch, shoot, go to the next rack, catch, shoot. Yay. It, like, time for me to take over the NBA. Here it goes. I'm the new NBA commissioner. All right, first of all, I fire Adam Silver over tonight. I am the new NBA overlord. Firing out Adam Silver. Why? He is the worst thing to ever happen to the NBA. Because this is Adam Silver. He is that parent that just keeps giving the kid candy when the kid's just getting fat and his teeth is rotting out and shouldn't get candy anymore. Daddy, candy. No, you know, you really shouldn't have the candy. Man, I want the candy. But you really shouldn't have the candy. Man, I want the candy. All right, here's more candy. more candy. I want more candy. But you just had candy. But I want more candy. That's Adam Silver. He just keeps giving and giving, and they give him nothing back. Every player gets together after every All-Star weekend. All today's players get in a corner, and they just laugh. They see Adam Silver. He comes in the room waving with his goofy. He's like, oh, I'm Adam Silver. And they just laugh. Ha, he's like the principal. Ha, you're a joke, Adam. That's what he is. He's a joke. Second, All-Star weekend, if you're not an All-Star, don't show up. You can buy a ticket and sit in the crowd. Don't show up. If you're not an all-star, do not put your butt on that court. All-stars should participate in All-Star Weekend. Period. It should be in their contract. You paying... I just heard Zach Levine's contract like $200 million. For what? For what? Zach Levine? We should not have... like The NBA needs a reboot, and this is it. The person, again, you blame for a bad All-Star Week for the game... Is LeBron. Why? Because LeBron is Mr. I want to be friends with everybody. Because potentially, I really want you to come play with me. Because I don't know how to play alone. I need friends. And I want you to be my friend. And just when go back and watch All-Star games from like, because the internet. Just go back and watch games from like 90 to 2004. When men played. Remember when NBA players used to look. They were like 20 but they looked 50. Because they were men. Not these pretty boys today that are 25 and they look 16. Like it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like they don't have no. They, they're just all like Abercrombie and Fitch smiles. Like nobody's got no. You don't have like that. In shape out of shape NBA player. Like everybody's cut. You don't have that guy that's just arms. Just big arms. Like you don't have that anymore. Like what we. Like, <laughs> Like, Kobe wanted to beat everybody. It's just crazy. What what has happened? And then, and then and the conversation is, you got these players that think people shouldn't rest. You got this player that wants to rest. Like, what are you resting for? Kobe said it best. You play harder in a pickup game at LSU. They can't fit. And everybody, like, the thing is, 16 teams or 10 teams, whatever. I don't know. 10 teams for both. 20 teams make the playoffs, Right? Right? Four have a chance to win. Four. I don't know what everybody's conserving energy for during the regular season. Do you know why Houston sucks? Because they just suck. (laughs) You keep drafting. It's just the circle of life. 
and the NBA doesn't understand, this is going to come back and bite them in the butt. Because you can't tell me people want to watch the game. And, you know, it's just, it's it's bad. It's bad. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done complaining. I'm done griping. <sighs> I need a blow off like that. That's what we needed. Needed a good rant. Needed a good rant. We sure did. Anyway, we're supposed to do the news. So the news is going to be very sloppy because I didn't write down my news segment. Uh, so if you're listening on uh, DJ Chase Radio or Dynasty Radio, you're going to get the news. If you're watching on Facebook, you're going to get the news. But if you're listening on Trap Radio or She Real Radio or the podcast, Banco Dios News, you won't be getting news. But you will be hearing the smooth, smooth sounds of Little Ghetto Boy by Dr. Dre off the Chronic album, one of my favorite albums of all time. So stick around because this is Downray Sports. Clinton Powell bumped off unjustly. They took my title unjustly. They killed Megas ever unjustly. All the integrators who love white folks was unjustly kicked out of Washington. They had been deprived of education and poverty throughout the country. The extraordinary thing about it is... So, all of you Africans, all of you Africans that's working for other people, y'all need to open your own business. Save your money, quit paying motherfuckers for jerry girls, quit paying motherfuckers for primes. Save your money, start your own business. Wake up, jumped out my bed. I'm in a two-man cell with my homie, little half dead. Murder was the case that they gave me. Dear God, I wonder can you save me? I'm only 18, so I'm a young buck. It's a ride if I don't scrap, I'm getting stuck. But that's the life of a G, I guess. Essays way deep, shank two in the chest. Best run, cause brothers is dropping quicker. Uh, too late, damn. Down goes another nigga. Bouncing off the walls, throwing them dogs, getting that rep as a young hog. It ain't nothing like the street life. You better be strapped with your shank, cause ain't no fist fight. So I guess I got to handle mine. Since I did the crime, I got to do my time. Just enough to keep your sack right Late nights, I wonder what they getting for Early morning on the corners, what they hitting for Seven young G's, what they serve down In the G-Ride, east side's what they swerve now Not thinking about what's really going on Got crept on, stepped on, now they gone I spent four years in the county With nothing but convicts around me But now I'm back at the pound and we exposed Ways for the youth to survive Some think it's wrong, but we tend to think it's right so make all them ends you can make 
Cause when you broke, you break Check it out So ain't no need for your mama to trip Cause you's a hustling ass youngster Clocking your grill Now me bummer me gonna Don't you can my voice go. all right everybody we're back um and we're gonna wrap the show up i actually got the news faster than i thought i was but i like to write it down i don't really enjoy um reading it right off the computer because you know i like to kind of find stories i'm gonna start finding a, like really obscure story soon i'm gonna take a drink of water i'm thirsty hold on i'm not gonna show what water i'm drinking until they give me a sponsorship <laughs> this is not what i'm going to do now. What am I talking about in the third segment, actually? Um, all right, so NBA made a bunch of trades. All right, um, there was some big trades that happened. I'm actually not going to record this on there. Thinking about that. I'm trying to cut down on what I'm putting on YouTube when I'm not. And then in April, I'll start cutting up work a little bit different. Um, but there were the NBA... <laughs> Last week, uh, or the, at the trade deadline, just went, and Kyrie went to Dallas, Kevin Durant went to the Suns. Funny enough, if you play NBA 2K, you can't trade a hurt player, but in real life, you can. I don't think that's fair. I don't, because I got some guys I wish I could trade. But anyway, um, the Lakers made some moves. I don't know how significant they're going to be. Um, guys got cut. Kevin Love, uh... Did a buyout with the Cavaliers. He's heading to um, Miami. Uh, Westbrook did a buyout with uh, the Jazz. He's heading to the Clippers. Funny enough, John Wall no buyout. I think it's kind. Of, you know, it's crazy that that situation is just messed up all together. John Wall won. He sat out an entire year because he wanted to play for Houston. Takes less money to go to the Clippers, and even with less money, they was like, "Yeah, we don't want you." And send him back to Houston where he doesn't want to be. Like that's that's just wrong. <laughs> that's just so wrong in so many ways. Like, um, hey, like how did they have that conversation? They, knock knock. Hey, hey, John Wall. Hey, John. Hey, 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 John. We really appreciate all the work. You've done for us, really? Yeah, we 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 think you've been a big help. Hey, you know, let's 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 have some fun, John. You know, like I, I think you know we're 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 big fans of you. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of you guys too. That that's really good. Um, are you guys here because you want to trade me? No, no, not at all, John. Now you know, John, let's have some fun. How about this? Hey, hey. Hey, John just starts dancing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Teach me how to dance. John, you're going back to Houston. What? Wait, what? No, no, no. Keep dancing, John. Keep dancing. Just keep dancing. Did you just say I'm going back to Houston? Yeah, we're training you back to Houston. Why'd you play teach me how to dance? Well, we wanted to make it light. I just wanted to get out of Houston. Yeah, but... You really sucked here. Like, damn, John. 
Damn. Bet you wish you stayed in Washington now. John Wall was a, like, an iconic figure in Washington. And he chose to get out. And now he's back in Houston. Where he doesn't want to be. Um, I don't like the Kevin Love move to Miami. I don't think that's going to make a difference at all. I think he went down there because he wanted to probably get warm after playing. After LeBron bamboozled him and had him come to Cleveland. Can you imagine that? Kevin Love was a a double-double machine with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We were talking about Kevin Love, the future Hall of Famer. This guy is a a once-in-a-lifetime player, blah, 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 blah. The nephew of a beach boy. Like, hey, you know, Kevin Love's not half bad. And then LeBron James, the great bamboozler, goes, hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. You know, I'm going back to Cleveland. You want to come play with me? And Kevin Love's like, get to play with you? Oh, man, that would be fantastic. Heck, yeah. And he went from one cold-weather city to another cold-weather city. And at least Minnesota had Prince at the time. What the heck does Cleveland have? No disrespect to Cleveland. What the heck does Cleveland have? And he basically was like, listen, I got to get out of here, man. I'm getting older. Send me down to Miami. I'm going to hit up with Rick Ross and uh, Pitbull and Mr. 305 and all that nonsense. I think Kevin Love, if I was a general manager, I thought the best fit for him would have been the Suns. I thought that would have been a great fit. Um, I thought um, the Bucks would have been a huge fit for him. I thought he would have fit right in with the Bucks. Um, I think uh, the Lakers, I think LeBron wanted him. But Kevin was like, ah, you tricked me last time. I'm good. Golden State, I'm shocked didn't get him. He would have fit right in with the Splash Brothers. Memphis could have used him having another shooter. Um, Dallas definitely could have used him, but he probably is like, I don't want to do with that Kyrie nonsense again. So let's see how Miami's going to play out. Miami right now, like I said, is the seventh seed. They're probably in the past in the Knicks because, you know, right now we all should be excited. The Knicks are the sixth seed, quite frankly. Um, the Clippers getting Westbrook was because they really didn't have much of a choice. But if I have... Nine minutes left in my show. I have less than that. <laughs> I have less than nine minutes. If you're a Clippers fan and you're a Clippers owner, ask me how the heck you let Kawhi Leonard stay on your team past the trade deadline. Because there's no bigger robber. Like, if this was the Wild Wild West, Kawhi Leonard would be the greatest bank robber of all time. Because he went to Toronto made everybody believe that he was the second coming, got to the got to the Clippers and basically said, I'll play when I want to play. I'll do what I want to do. And in three years with the Clippers, he's delivered jack squat to that organization. Last year, he had Paul Paul George out there looking like a maniac. Paul Paul George was just out there playing for his life. While Kawhi Leonard... Is just stealing money. And he's not stealing it. I know. he gave, They gave him the money. The owners. You believe that guy actually ran Microsoft? Think about that. The owner of the Clippers ran Microsoft. This is one of the most successful tech companies. If not company period of all time. And he can't figure out how to hire the right people to play on the basketball court. How comp. Did he really run Microsoft? Or did like his secretary run it? And like he's taking all the credits. Because where is this fool's name? Give like I can't even Kawhi Leonard plays so little. I pull up the roster, you can't even find him. Here's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's salary for this year, boys and girls. Are you ready? And I'm not counting the man's money, I'm counting his money. It's $42 million. This is round up $43 million is his salary for this year for him to have been with the Clippers. Now, has he been with the Clippers for three years? I want to say he's been with the Clippers for three years. For $43 million this year, he's averaging 22 points a game and six rebounds. Now, I don't know what you're saying. Well, Brent, that's pretty good. Is it, though? Is it? Because if I'm playing you a lot of money, I don't expect you to be averaging 22 points a game. If I look at the lead scores in all the NBA, let's go to the bottom. 
Kawhi Leonard is just above Kristaps Porzingis. Would you pay Porzingis $42 million? Would you pay um, DeMar, DeMar DeRosa forty-two? Because DeMar DeRosa is uh, scoring more than him. Would you play um, uh, Terry Rozier $42 million? Because Terry Rozier is averaging around the same thing. Huh. Kawhi Leonard is a farce. He was a flash in the pan. He should have kept his butt in the, with the Spurs. Thought he was bigger than what he was. And he's getting exposed. Can they win a super championship? God, no. The NBA champions this year will not come out the West. The West will beat themselves up. And I actually, at first glance, said, ooh, the Suns are probably going to win the finals. It's either going to be Boston or the, the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a, literally the best player in the NBA because he's unstoppable. Jason Tatum is number two. Now, you look at it. No, not shooters, players. They both play defense. Their teams feed off them. They have teams with them, not individuals. Phoenix has got to try to find a way to win a championship with just three players because they gave up the farm to get KD. Smart move. But that's why I think they should have got Westbrook. That's why I think they should have got Kevin Love. They should have filled that bench the best they could. If you're the West, let's tie this show up real quick. Look at the West. If the playoffs started today, Denver would play whoever won out of those bottom teams. Let's just go old school. Let's just do the top eight because I'm not going through all that. Denver would play the Timberwolves. Denver could lose to the Timberwolves because that's what Denver does. I know everybody's like, the Joker's gonna. Uh, what's his name? Um, um, whatever. The guy who plays with Denver. I can't think of his name right now. He's gonna win another MVP. Can't tell you why, but he's gonna win another MVP. He's a triple double machine. Blah 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 blah. Denver could lose to the Timberwolves. Okay. Memphis would beat the Pelicans. Pretty good, if, especially if they don't have Zion. The Kings. Would we'll take on Dallas. I could see Dallas losing that because they have Kyrie Irving. Um, Phoenix would face the Clippers. Phoenix could beat the Clippers. It'll be tough, but Phoenix would beat the Clippers. All right. After that, you like the Clipper. The Suns will find themselves in the Western Conference Finals and probably find themselves in the championship. And if you think that the West is so deep, they're not. They're really not. Because out of all those teams with good records, only one has a real chance of winning. That's the Suns. Memphis ain't there yet. Kings ain't there yet. Clippers are the Clippers. Like, that's it. You look at the East, Boston, Milwaukee, the 76ers, the Cavaliers. Those are all good teams. You could throw Miami in there. They got a, a punch's chance. And you could throw, that's it, and the Knicks because I'm a fan. Let's wrap the show up. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun. I'm glad I came back next week. We got another show. Last show for a month. Going black. Just best ofs. All right. Um, you can listen to the show weekdays on WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio. New episodes air every Wednesday, 12 to 1. <clears throat> listen to Down Race Dynasty Radio Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Saturdays at Trap Radar Radio, 6 p.m. And Sundays at She Real Radio at 10 a.m. You can also download the podcast at any time, any place, any channel. Now, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and, I mean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Gotta take that SoundCloud out. Um, <clears throat> you can follow Downright Sports on all the major social medias. Spotify, I mean, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also send us an email at downrightsports11 at gmail. This has been fun. See you guys next week. Be safe. Please, as always, deuces. That average Joes does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Playback.
Let's go. 